Hello and Merry Christmas from My Hunting Journal. I hope you guys are all having a wonderful holiday season and I hope that you're uh, really enjoying the time that you get with your friends and family as well as uh, using the excuse of holiday, holiday sales and holiday gifts to stock up on some much needed hunting gear and accessories. I know I have been and you could probably tell that if you're watching the YouTube version of this podcast where in front of me right now, I have a new rifle. Some of you might be asking, another new hunting rifle? Yes, another new hunting rifle. In my last video, I talked about my new hunting rifle, which is a Weatherby Mark V and 280 Ackley Improved. But right here in front of me, I have a Tika T3. It's not the T3X, it's just the regular T3, the older edition of the Tika, chambered in 30-06. And I want to use it as an excuse to go through what I do to set up a used firearm when I buy a new used rifle. So looking at this rifle, you know, the very first thing you want to do before you even buy it is do a function check on it. And basically what I mean by that is make sure that everything works the way it's supposed to. Make sure that the bolt opens and closes and locks shut without any uh, really difficult uh, feedback from the rifle. Make sure that the magazine comes out and locks back in securely. Make sure that the safety functions with the gun on safe, make sure that you cannot pull the trigger and make sure that the chamber is empty and make sure that the trigger does work when the gun is not on safe. So uh, those are just a couple of quick things to check before you even buy the gun. Obviously I checked that all before I bought this gun. So that brings you up to speed with where I'm at now. Um, the, the next thing that I like to do with a used gun is to kind of do a disassembly and cleaning, which is what I thought this video would be good for. It's gonna be a little bit different than the cleaning I did in my last video, which was the cleaning that I like to do on a brand new rifle, where the goal of that cleaning was mostly to uh, remove any oils or preservatives that the factory would have put on this rifle before shipping it out. The goal of my cleaning today is going to be more of, I don't know the last time that the previous owner cleaned this rifle. So my cleaning today is going to be removing any carbon or copper fouling from the previous owner, as well as preparing it for my very first time shooting it, which will be coming up here soon in a couple of days. So in order to do a cleaning and disassembly, obviously the disassembly goes alongside with the cleaning. And so... Uh, what I need to do is find the right size bits in order to remove the barreled action from the stock. Okay, so as you can see here, I have removed the bottom metal with the screws attached to it. So if you just take out the two action screws located right behind the trigger and right in front of the magazine, that will allow you to remove that bottom metal like I just did, which will allow the entire barreled action to separate from the inside of the stock. So I'm gonna go ahead and lay the barrel action down on the table here, and I'm just gonna inspect the stock. Again, this is a used rifle, so I wanna make sure that there's no uh, really bad damage here, and I wanna make sure that there's no real obvious obstructions that would stop the action from sitting nicely in this stock. Overall, it looks really well built. The sling stud is captured with a brass nut on the inside. Um, that's a really, solid way of having this sling stud attached. And eventually I'll be swapping this sling stud out for a 
adapter for a Javelin light bipod. Um, if you haven't seen those before, all it is is a rare earth magnet that sits flush to the stock so there won't be anything sticking out. And it allows me to quick attach a bipod onto the bottom of this. So looking at the bottom of my stock in the inside, there's really no cause for concern there. And I'll go ahead and look at the bottom of the action as well. Overall, the barreled action looks like it's in really good shape. And so I'm glad to have taken it out and checked. But on this particular rifle, I don't think there's anything that I'm gonna really change. If, say, there was a crack in the stock, or if there was something in the barrel channel in the stock that looked like it might cause an obstruction, or if the action bed looked like it wasn't gonna mate up really nicely with the action, I might choose to uh, pillar or glass bed this stock. And I still might eventually pillar bed this stock because if you notice the holes that the screws go through are just the same wood material as the rest of the stock, which means if those screws ever get over tightened, they can crush the wood and cause uneven stresses on the wood. So that's a potential cause for concern down the road. But right now I'm gonna say that it's probably, uh, probably gonna be all right the way that it is. And so I'm gonna go ahead and reassemble this and put my stock back on, my barreled action back in my stock. Gonna remove the magazine from the bottom metal put the bottom metal where it goes, and I'm gonna go ahead and finger tight my action screws. So right now I have my action screws finger tightened. I have the barreled action back in the stock, and with all of that done, I am going to grab my torque wrench here. I didn't check the setting for what the Tika specifications are for a wood stocked rifle, but I am gonna just kind of assume from experience that it's gonna be between 35 and 40 foot pounds, somewhere, or not foot pounds, inch pounds, sorry about that, somewhere in that ballpark. And I'm gonna do that in gradual increments. So right now I've got my torque wrench set to about 25 inch pounds, and I'm gonna do the rear one first, and then the front one, and then I'm gonna bump my torque wrench up just a little bit more to 30 inch pounds. And again, do my rear action screw first, and then my front one. And then finally, we'll go just a touch over 35 for right now, because again, I have not looked up the Tika recommended torques on this rifle. So I will play it safe by just keeping it at a about 38 or so foot pound or inch pounds. And just a reminder, always store your torque wrench on or just below zero inch pounds. So you never want to keep tension on the spring inside of the torque wrench. You always want to back it back off to zero when you put it away in storage. So now we want to again do a quick little function check, make sure everything works the way it should, make sure our magazine locks in securely, comes out freely, make sure that the bolt cycles and that the trigger works. And now we are on to cleaning. 
Again, this cleaning is going to be a little bit more thorough than the last cleaning I did in my last video. And that's because this is a used rifle. I don't know the last time that it was cleaned. So we're going to do a little bit more uh, in-depth cleaning. It's still going to be pretty simple, pretty basic, but it's going to be more of what my regular cleaning routine looks like as opposed to in my last video cleaning a brand new rifle. So as per the usual, the first step is going to be to remove the bolt. You can't do very much cleaning on a rifle with the bolt in. Now, the next step that we have is to take a uh, jag, that is a uh, brass attachment for a cleaning rod. Okay, so you're going to take an appropriately sized jag on the cleaning rod, and you are going to take a patch, just any gun cleaning patch will work, and puncture the patch on the jag. And this is probably seeming really similar to the last cleaning that I did. And that's because there are a lot of similarities. You're going to uh, soak the jag that you're putting in and get it started in the bore of the rifle. Push it all the way through. Make sure that you're engaging the rifling. You want this jag to be tight against the edge of the rifling. If you don't have an appropriate size jag, you want to probably double up on patches or do what you need to do to uh, make sure that you're tight in the barrel in the patches pushing against the rifling in the barrel to make sure that you are uh, doing everything that you can to get that cleaning solution on the grooves of the rifling. Again, this is just a Hoppies uh, carbon and lead remover. It is the Hoppies Elite version, which is an ammonia-free cleaner. I mentioned in my last video, that's really important to me is to use an ammonia-free cleaner. So now what I'm gonna go ahead and do is, um, I'm gonna remove the magazine so that I can get into the, the chamber just a little bit better, as well as the raceway for the bolt. And while I'm letting that uh, solvent soak inside the barrel, I'm gonna take just a little bit of oil on my rag here and stick my finger into the uh, chamber and just oil up that raceway a little bit. If I had a couple of Q-tips, I could use that as well. And I just want to wipe down this chamber really, really well with some oil. I don't mind wiping down the outside of the action either. And especially on this Woodstock rifle, keeping a light coat of oil, even on the stock, is going to be beneficial to the life of this stock and to the rifle in general. So. I'm going to wipe it all down with a little bit of oil, and then I'm going to focus on this bolt. Again, the main difference from my last cleaning to this cleaning is that I'm letting that solvent soak and do its job for a while. And so I'm going to take some oil on this bolt. I'm going to wipe that down pretty good. I'm going to make sure that my bolt face doesn't have any extreme carbon buildup on it. If it does, I've got a little brush that I use to brush that off. Um, you could probably find those brushes at any sporting goods store next to all of the gun cleaning stuff. Um, just looks like a little toothbrush, basically. And so now that I've let that solid soak for just a couple of minutes, I'm going to take my jag off, and I am going to grab my brush. Now, typically I would use a nylon brush, but I don't have one of the appropriate size for a 30 caliber rifle. 
And so I'm going to use a brass brush this time, which is just fine. There's uh, not a huge difference other than the fact that the brass is a little bit more abrasive and also wears down just a little bit faster. So you might need to replace that brush uh, every once in a while. Now, I'm going to go ahead and brush out this barrel pretty good. I'm going to be really, really careful here. When I'm going into the bore, I want to make sure that I'm not causing any problems by not being aligned in the center of the bore. And when I come out the other side and then pull it back through, I don't want to have any issues with the crown of my rifle. And so some guys go to the extreme and they remove their brush on the outside of the barrel and then pull their rod back through and put the brush back on. I think that's a little bit overkill. So I like to just go ahead and make sure that I have it lined up and that I'm not scraping the metal against the crown to try to pull the brush back through. Brush. Now, the main job of my brush is to do the scrubbing and cleaning work of cleaning my guns. And so I'm not afraid to really soak that brush in solvent and make sure that it always has plenty of uh, cleaner on it to remove the carbon and copper out of my barrels. So now that I've wiped it down a good amount, we're back to that point similar in my last cleaning where now what I really want to do is brush that solvent out. And to do that, I don't want to use my brush because like I just said, I keep my brush pretty saturated in solvent. And so this is going to take probably five or 10 dry patches. I'm going to take a nice clean white patch, puncture it on my jag. And some people will put a patch over their brush to make sure that it really fills the barrel up well. And that's not a bad idea, um, but I find that my jag works just fine. And I push my jag through. You'll see that's a pretty dirty patch. That went from being bright white to now mostly black. And so the uh, color of that patch is going to be a really good indicator to me of how well the cleaner is working and how much more cleaning I have left to do. I'm going to go until my patch is coming out pretty clean, which should, again, be between five and ten patches here, uh, just depending on how this barrel was when I started. So I am going to just keep doing that for a minute here. Um, hope you guys don't mind watching me clean for another extra couple of minutes. And as I'm cleaning, I'll just mention kind of the philosophy of use of this Tika as well as why I decided to get another hunting rifle. Um, why I decided to get a, another hunting rifle is probably the easier question to answer because realistically I am a gear junkie. I really like different types of gear. I really like different brands and different styles and trying out different methods and different pieces of equipment to see what's the best. And my firearm situation is no different. I've tried a lot of different handguns to find what I like to carry every day. I've tried a lot of different knives to find out what works the best for what I do. And, uh, you know, I really like trying different rifles as well. And so this is going to be nice to set up just a little bit heavier than my Weatherby Mark V with the idea of uh, not hiking as far into the backcountry with this rifle 
but still using it for big game hunts on deer and elk and potentially black bear. Um, but the other reason that I was really excited to buy this rifle is because for those of you who don't know, Tika actions are a really solid starting point for semi-custom builds. So you can see my patch is coming out pretty white now, so that's a good sign. What I'm going to do now is take a patch and put just a couple drops of oil on it and go ahead and leave a film of oil on this barrel. So uh, as I was saying though, Tika actions, the reason that they're such a good fit for semi-custom builds is because Tika, when they machine their actions, they square up this face of the action right here where the action meets the barrel really, really well. And the advantage of squaring that, that surface up so well is that you can actually pre-fit a barrel without fitting the barrel onto this exact action. You can pre-fit it to uh, a different Tika action somewhere and it will match up to this action the exact same way it matches up to any other Tika action, which means if I ever want to put a new barrel on this rifle, there is gonna be minimal machine work and really all you need to do is tighten the barrel on and check headspace and you'll be just about good to go. So that's gonna allow me to set this rifle up really any way that I want to in the future. Uh, I'm hoping to try out a couple of different stocks on this rifle. I really wanna try some of the MDT chassis. So I may buy some of those for this action. Um, when this 30-06 barrel wears out, which I expect it to at some point, um, I do a lot of shooting, so I think I'm going to shoot through this barrel in just a couple of years. And if that's the case, I'd really like to buy a pre-fit barrel for this rifle uh, and try chambering it in something a little bit more creative. Uh, try getting one of those really unique rounds out there. Maybe a 6mm uh, Creedmoor or a 6 Dasher or something similar to that. And so, uh, you know, that's kind of my intentions with this rifle. And I really hope to share all of that here on my YouTube channel. If you guys like this type of video, let me know down below in the comments. And make sure you like and subscribe. And again, if you're listening to this on an audio platform like Spotify or Apple Music, would you please uh, check out my YouTube channel and follow along as I continue to post more videos about my different rifles and about my uh, building out of these rifles, as well as the hunts that I go on with them. I really want to... Uh, be able to share my experiences with you guys. That is the whole goal of my YouTube channel, is to share my knowledge of firearms and hunting with the general public. So if that's something you guys look forward to and something you guys want to hear more of, then make sure that you like and subscribe and follow along. Thanks for listening, and God bless.